Welcome to the book talk. Technical difficulties, but we made it. We made it after what feels like a month, pushing almost two months off. We are here. As everybody says, life happens. Life just really happened like all at once and yeah. didn't stop happening. But it's still we're happening. Here now. Yeah, definitely still happening, but more subtle to the fact that we can get back to book talk. <laughs> I honestly miss just talking to y'all. Me too. And I was like thinking the other day because I think last time we left off like, oh my god, like we need to all like meet up and like go to a coffee yeah. and like all this stuff and like try to get more like Instagram content. And I'm like, I really want to do that. <laughs> well, I'm still definitely down for it. Um, Me too. But this book was great. This book was wild. I'm actually super excited to talk about this book because oh my word Mm -hmm. and I feel like everyone has been reading this book yeah I saw someone post it on their story and then you know shameless plug I was like oh my gosh that's my that's my podcast book this month and and then we gained a new follower because she was like you have a podcast ah you sure do (laughs) and if you're not listening you're missing out we're at 39 (laughs) of 50 Oh my god, we're so we've we're closer. We're literally so four. close. <laughs> yeah, next time we're gonna have we're gonna be sponsored by we we need to be sponsored actually by BetterHelp. Yeah, <laughs> we need to be co- sponsored by like you know Goodreads. Yeah, um, some type of coffee company and yes, BetterHelp. That would that's honestly like my dream life is just like coffee and a book. Yeah. That sounds delicious. <laughs> but yeah, this book was truly so I read this about a year ago. A little fun story. I had like I feel like you the title, you kind of like, oh I'm, I definitely know what it's gonna be about. It's gonna be about this lady whose name is Evelyn Hugo and her seven husbands. And um, I was just getting, like, so into it, and I literally couldn't stop reading. And I read it during the summer, and um, I was at a 4th of July party, and I literally was, like, on my phone reading. <laughs> I had the Kindle app on my phone. And I was considering taking out the Kindle, but I didn't want to get roasted. <laughs> so I'm literally, like, sitting at this 4th of July party, like, a, a, like a full-fledged party, literally sitting, like, on my phone like scrolling and reading and I was having the time of my life and everybody was like they like you why are you on your phone and I'm like I'm reading the best <laughs> book I've read in a while I think the kindle might have made it more appropriate people would just probably thought you were being a snob yeah <laughs> you know what always maintain mysteriousness that's what I meant I'm trying to be more mysterious because I say it on a podcast that I'm talking and probably revealing a lot about about myself, but I try. I'm wanting my goal in this year was to be kind of more mysterious. Like maybe don't overshare as much as I do. I feel that <laughs> because Lord, I feel like sometimes I teeter on Evelyn Hugo status when it comes to sharing. Mm. 
It's mm. like only a select group of people. Yeah. I don't know. I just never feel safe. So I don't <laughs> I don't like to talk about anything too much. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like I I just feel safe with anybody. And like oh my god. Not the like, my mind like, does not let me relax. I'm like if I say this to this person and they're going to be like saying this to this person and then they're going to tell this person. It's just like overthinking every interaction and then I just say nothing. It's like oh it's fine. Overthinking the overthinking. But Evelyn, Evelyn, and wow. Where do we even begin? Wow, wow, wow. Well, because I guess we could begin at the beginning. Oh. In the beginning. That was always a nice beginning. Beginning. Mm -hmm. That was weird. I feel like I'm talking. Do you guys know the creator um, Bowman? Reed, he goes by like the Bowmanizer. No, no. Oh my gosh, he he, his comedy is just like my type of comedy where it's just kind of cheesy, like overdrawn. Like, cause I watch reality TV and like I watch The Housewives and you know like Selling Sunset and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just had like he there he um, it's like satire of those things. So like he he's like oh. Um, breaking up with the disrespect like the disrespect is a person because you know how housewives are like you can't disrespect me like that like they're always saying somebody disrespected them (laughs) (laughs) so I don't know it just sounded like that for a second Um, I don't know where I was going with that but yeah um but yes welcome back to the book talk ah Woo-hoo. i hope you guys missed us we definitely missed you i missed like not having i just missed having like my hobby i know like it was kind of i was i was down i was like wow that was my thing to do <laughs> especially like <laughs> sometimes i feel like it's like um like a, a, a vicious cycle of like you know your hobbies and your routine make you happy yeah and then once you kind of fall off that wagon like let's say you go through something and then it's like hard to make yourself happy because you have to do your like your hobby and your routine but you can't bring yourself to do it because you just are so busy or you just have too much going on yeah so i'm glad we all yes i'm glad we all just kind of slowed down for a little bit and we're sitting here now talking yeah and that's what evelyn finally decided to do Oh, she was talking. Finally, decided to sell her story. He was spilling tea to what? To who seems at first read as just a random, a random little person, yeah, just like an entry level working her way up at the totem pole, but not really because no one really believed in her type person which is also gives me career anxiety because I don't want to ever be looked at how Monique's editor was looking at her yeah because what if like you get hired onto a job and it's like oh you're good enough to be here but like a big story like that like nah yeah not you like oh my like I and she was Real thinking the same thing, unlocked. too. 
<laughs> like you're out here thinking you're doing like okay if I just write this st- one story uh, maybe this will be my break and then there are they've already written you off in your mind but they're going to keep you around which is such a toxic work culture anyway but I digress mm-hmm. back to, <laughs> back to the <laughs> yeah. conversation at hand this book was not what I expected at all did you guys expect what we read in this book oh no it's definitely a roller coaster of emotions (laughs) I cried a lot of times not gonna lie I could see myself potentially crying but I did not oh (laughs) I felt like I could have I maybe I was sad but I didn't cry yeah but I could see where I could see how one would cry and it's getting turned into a movie. Yes. And wow. that has to be the best thing. I'm liking Netflix for that purpose. Because I feel like the lot, the big, bigger production houses are so slow with things. But I feel like Netflix will have this done by, like, maybe oh, Christmas. I- It'd be, like, a Christmas treat for us or, like, the holidays. I had no idea that Netflix was going to be the one doing it. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's what I that's what I, how I heard it was being released. I'm that makes me nervous. I might have to disagree with you. That kind of <laughs> nervous because like it could either be a hit or miss. I think it all depends on casting. The I feel like it depends on the writing of the movie. Like I'm I'm hoping that Taylor Jenkins Reid has a lot of say in it. You know. And then just kind of, like, turn it into something that it's not. I feel, my thing is, like, this book gives so much, like, it, the whole script and everything is there. So I don't see how they can fumble it. Like, it would just have to be the cast. Because this book does a good job. Like, I could see every single scene in my mind. Yeah, and obviously it's going to be told through flashback because of the way it's set up. It's like Titanic esque, yeah, vibes, or the Notebook. Yeah, so it'll, like it will transition. I don't see what they how they, they would screw up. Yeah, and right here I'm reading. It says that the person, um, well, executive produced the screen adaptation with the Mar- Margaret Sharon oh and the person who did Little Fires Everywhere is doing writing the screenplay so that would be good I think that would be good awesome because that was really good Little Fires I haven't read the book but I I've enjoyed the show movie. yeah it was good the book is good and the series is good, but I feel, I mean, that's just another discussion for another time, but I feel like it needs a follow-up, <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be good. I have high hopes. Yeah. All right, so we could just outline first, we're gonna, so Evelyn Hugo, she is a actress who gets her start in the 1950s when she moves to Los Angeles. Um, She does this via her first husband, Ernie Diaz. 
who literally mm-hmm. that's why she used him just to she just wanted to get somewhere and he was her ticket out of hell's kitchen new york so she just went with it mm-hmm. boom she's in hollywood where she meets husband well where she where okay we've all read the book hopefully y'all have read it too where she re- <laughs> where she meets who turns out to be husband number 5 harry cameron who arguably the best their, their beautiful love story. Mm-hmm. Sensational. Yeah. I, there's just something, and I think Taylor Jenkins Reid, because I've read two of her, I've read one of her short stories and one of and her other book, Daisy Jones and the Six. I love the way she like writes about old Hollywood because her other two books, the one book was about um, they lived in like California during like the fifties and sixties. And then the Daisy Jones and the six is about this like rock band um, that like is based in California. And I think her other book Malibu rising is like based in Malibu. Anyways, the way she writes about like California and like different time zones, like I want I, I want to live in that world where like Evelyn Hugo was like the it girl of the TV like of like of Hollywood like I just felt like I was there I don't yeah. know yeah it was it just seemed so like fun and lighthearted. it seemed like almost like if you were living in maybe like a Greece time period because I like that era of TV as well mm-hmm where everything was just like so light and like ah, ha, ha, I'm gonna go grab a shake and oh my gosh like the tabloids and it was like a, it was a weird time just in history because of course people were still like very conservative but there was like a little like ooh it's gonna be a little risque you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah it was like the, the little like you want to step your toe you want to put your toe over the line and see how far you can go but also everything's still really like wholesome and like people people in hollywood couples in hollywood survived you know yeah (laughs) so when they met you know, when they met Don Adler and her got together, they were two heartthrobs and everyone was like, oh my gosh, yes. It's like the beginning of like shipping people, you know, like, yeah, like they were the blueprint for the 2010s band boy era. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes, that is, <laughs> that is right. Uh, so fun I just I thought it was very like mm, it was just like yummy almost like if that's weird to say it was just like mm. (laughs) (laughs) so I think something um that like that I really liked about this book was kind of I don't want to say the commentary on but like how Evelyn Hugo talked about like intimacy and stuff and like love and I think we were talking about this earlier about like having your your guard up type thing like I feel like in all especially in all those relationships that she had like 
they were very like strategic I guess and she just she was just like never herself or you know could be authentically her until you know her true love and when she met her family or I guess formed her family um so I really liked how I guess they like the author navigated you know like relationships and intimacy and like what people think intimacy is you know like you know having a relationship with them getting married or you know doing physical stuff but it's like so much more than that and I feel like it was just really beautiful to see I guess Evelyn just grow um in her relationships you know with all the her seven husbands but also with her true love and then also kind of seeing how that played out in Monique's personal life um I really liked how all those things were kind of intertwining and that I you know Monique was kind of learning from Evelyn yes that in was a way awesome. um and like I really I really liked that because I was kind of like confused at first I was like wait so what is Monique is she just like why are we even talking about her at this point <laughs> um but I guess once she finally started getting some like depth and you know we learn a little bit more about her life and about you know her relationship struggles um it all like started making sense um I don't know if we want to like do the big reveal I don't know like when it's let's save that treat for the end let's okay. get Evelyn out. <laughs> let's get Evelyn at- out of the way yeah, Evelyn is just I feel like the story leads to that so perfectly in the grand like hindsight's 2020. Like the, yeah. the like it all makes sense at the end when how everything unfolds and you're like, geez, like wow. It's like almost like a big breath, like, oh yeah. my gosh, that's why. Like <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I definitely wish I had a camera like on me when yeah. I read that part because I was I gasped audibly and loudly. <laughs> it was just like, dang, Evelyn. But then, honestly, part in okay, what? Okay, 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 okay. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> so Monique Grant is writing for I can't even pronounce what type of newspaper she's writing for. What is it? In Vivant. Vivant. Yeah, Vivant. <laughs> I always write. I write it as Vivant. Yeah, okay. The T is not silent. I think they yeah. pronounce it Vivant. I don't even know. But, <laughs> but she is a junior reporter for this magazine and out of nowhere, Evelyn Hugo says, hey girl, I want you to write my story, only you, nobody but you. We're going to do it my way. It's going to be a tell-all. And when I die, you get to publish my tell-all book that no one else has written because everyone... I don't, everyone else wants the story, but they don't have the story because I won't tell the story, yada, yada, yada. Also, I think it's important to note that, like, Evelyn kind of fell off the face of the earth. For, like, she was, like, the girl, and then nobody heard from her for, like, a, a very long time. Literally. But you could, you could kind of argue no one was checking for her because she was 50. Yeah. So I guess everything worked out. I feel like her career really ran its course yeah. as an actress, especially. Um, all right. So Evelyn, she is from New York. 
her mom dies when she was young and then she in an attempt to get away from her father because she lives a life of sexual abuse and poverty to get away from her father when she's like 14 15 she marries ernie diaz which she was a child bride let us not skim over that she was a child bride because she lied about her age which i'm not even gonna put that on ernie emma knew what she was doing but she she just was about it and like all through the book you just see that she is about it she is get fame be established get money at all cost Mm -hmm. she reminds me a lot of marilyn monroe yeah. yeah, I could see that. I was, like, picturing her in my mind whenever I was reading. Yeah. I could definitely see that. And then, boom, she's in Hollywood. She links up with um, Harry Cameron, who is, like, a producer at the time, pretty established. So, like, it's a good look for her. He, like, redirects her, says... um, you know, we're going to dye your hair blonde. Like, you have to be whitewashed, basically, is what he said. No, mm-hmm. she's Hispanic. She has Cuban background. None of that. Cut it out. <laughs> your name's going to be Evan, Evelyn Hugo. No Herrera. No one can say that. Um, blonde hair. Like, she had the body, and she was, like, naturally beautiful. So, like, that already worked out in her favor. She just had to change those things about her, and just basically come out of nowhere because her childhood background was pretty like that was not glamorous and people would probably be like ew yeah so she gets on the scene up and coming movie person and then um you know they start spinning the rumors of her dating you know the up and coming star of her time he was like I don't know I feel like Dawn in my mind I'm seeing like a uh, who do I see? I feel like of the time you could be like he was a Brad Pitt yeah. Don Adler yeah like he's hot like everyone's like oh my god Don like you know teen heart thro- heart throb vibes so they start to push them together in the light and of course the tabloids are like all over it so then naturally um, Evelyn being the woman she is Divorces Ernie, Queen, marries Don Adler, and she genuinely loved him. Let's yeah. not ever forget that. He's the one that actually broke my heart. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is going to be just a sad old book, ain't it? <laughs> After, like, how he treated her. And I think that was her first, I think that was the first touch with, like, a dark side of Hollywood for her. Because, you know, like, you really get to see, like, not all that glitters is gold. And it's funny because now we're talking about this during, like, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which we couldn't pick a better time because there it is, like, another Hollywood abuse scandal. Like, who done it? What is what? Mm -hmm. And then, like, I don't know who's right or who's wrong because I'm not really following that case. But when Rose comes to Evelyn and says, you should have told me, and Evelyn genuinely feels bad, like, dang, I let another woman 
into a situation with a man like if he's an abuser he's an abuser like it's not he's not abusing you he has insecurities and whatever whatever makes men hit women like that is what's wrong with him and changing the woman isn't going to make him oh oh yeah I'm not going to hit this one that doesn't if there's no healing that doesn't work like that yeah and I feel like that was probably one of as a woman um I feel like that was a moment that you kind of see Evelyn's heart as she got older you get to see more of her humanity in that moment when she was like you know Rose like that was a regret of mine like I didn't like had I how I could have saved her from that yeah. and I was like geez yeah you could have yeah she's kind of you know learning from her mistakes but then I think also at that point she already was a little bit more established in who she was you know yeah so like definitely especially in those abusive relationships like your confidence gets so like beaten down that yeah. like in that moment you know I'm sure like she was you know like it's the the growth is good but then also it is very like heartbreaking because like you can't protect everybody even like if you try but you should at least try yeah and 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 also I could almost justify it just by saying that like Don was a true love of hers at least mm-hmm. she thought he was and so she was probably so heartbroken because like he cheated on her he beat her and it's like what type you know like almost like what type of this is the love that she was escaping like between her parents and then here she is now in it again and so she's probably like I'm getting away from this he does whatever he wants and be who, be with whoever he wants like mm-hmm. I'm just saving myself and it's like her same like childhood mentality because I mean she was a child like she was a child through yeah. all of this yeah with no one to really raise her she so. was in the game for a while too she was in that thing for a while <laughs> And then during that time, she meets Celia. Oh, Celia. I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. Sorry, either. Celia can kick rocks. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her. Because the amount of gaslight, like, I don't, I hate to use the word gaslighting because I feel like everyone's using gaslighting. And sometimes some gaslighting, air quote, air quote, is not really gaslighting. (laughs) Yeah, but the way like I highlighted chapter 58, especially because that conversation at the table had to be the most ridiculous interaction I've ever heard in my whole life. And the way that even Evelyn was like, oh, here we go again, Celia, you know, she admitting like, oh, we were both wrong, but only one person apologized. And just the way that for the times, I think that Evelyn did a really good and responsible thing for Mm -hmm. the times, because part of me, like, you know, I'm a cis hetero woman. I don't know. (laughs) Being black and woman is my only minority. So I'm not even going to try to put myself in the shoes of trying to understand what it was like, per se, to be 
you know but I'm sure like interracial couples had to to hide their relationships so like even from that standpoint I would say it was a very strategic thing and I don't think there's love lost there and also the part that I definitely didn't like was when I think Celia was always looking for an out yeah I agree with that I think that was her her biggest character flaw because I could see where Evelyn was giving everything she could for the time and also what she felt comfortable with yeah sometimes people don't want to be the first and that is okay I think we should normalize not everyone wants to be the first this that not everyone wants to live a struggle and I feel like if Celia could really understand Evelyn's struggle because Celia lived a completely different childhood from Evelyn like she got to act because it was something she was good at it's not because she had to put bread on the table put food on the table or like survive you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like Evelyn kind of like became an actress because it was life or death to her and she knew like fate um fame was gonna free her from all her poverty Mm -hmm. so it was just for me it was just like Celia like chill like I I I really liked her character personally um I think one of my like obviously reasons why I love reading is just showing like imperfect people um and so I really kind of liked reading about you know I I really did like Celia because you know obviously the times were very different for um LGBTQ LGBTQ plus um back then it was very much like a a taboo and so I think that like Celia was also very I think they're just both very scared of like what could happen um you know just like with you know like challenging I guess the status quo in a way um because they're both like very successful um but I actually like I really thought like they you know I actually just really like they were endgame in my opinion. <laughs> in my opinion, but that's just me. I mean, I think I liked them together. I just didn't like them during those times where like like Celia would de- genuinely say <laughs> genuinely say mean things and even in that last movie with Dawn and mm-hmm. Evelyn my it's just my brain could not comprehend how as a fellow actor you see two people acting together and you uh, like you leave someone for that you know what I mean like this is about to be a pivotal thing in Evelyn's career something that you pushed her to do initially and then now you're backpedaling because oh I don't want the world to like what yeah, like, I it's it's almost just like an immaturity. Like you know the business. Do you think like you know you know what it is? You know what I mean. And from that type of standpoint, it's like, 
how could you love someone and then just be so mean and hurtful to them with no regard and just walk away and be like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. I think, like, Celia kind of felt that she was always going to be in the shadows. But obviously, like, they're always going to be, like, she was always going to be in the shadow because there's just going to be, like, no way that they were going to be open. But I feel like, you know, she would always kind of be, like, in the shadow of just Evelyn's fame in a way and that like ultimately Evelyn would probably choose fame over her if it like not fame but just like you know to I mean but it it is her career but like I'm not saying that Celia is right like I'm not saying I agree with Celia yeah but I'm just saying that like I feel like that's kind of where she just felt very threatened that she probably thought like you know she would never choose me she would probably do something because like as you know like that one guy she married for like a day in Vegas like that was like a very strategic thing that she did and so I think knowing you know how Evelyn is she was probably scared that like there she was going to use her as like a pawn if the time came for it to happen so I think that's why she kind of got like very defensive and like that's why like I like they both just had their guards up like 99.9999% of the time and then when they finally let their damn guards down boom <laughs> like bad stuff happens not bad stuff but sad stuff happens I was just very like I was just like <sighs> I I just felt like Evelyn really was going above and beyond and how she was able to just the way she masterminded that beautiful situation between like Celia being with John and then Harry being with John and her being able to be with Celia and that all worked out so seamlessly. I'm just like, when like, I'm, it's almost like what sacrifice did you make for Evelyn? Cause all I ever saw you doing was running Mm -hmm. and Evelyn's over here moving mountains to be with you and also I feel like in relationships you yes you guys are together but it's okay to like if your partner wants to do other things and have other passions like Evelyn wanted to have a child and so did Harry who was her legal husband then let them have that together like why why do you want someone to be with you and then live unfulfilled and like how much comp- how much one-sided compromise do you do before enough is enough? I feel like we could have used like a Celia chapter. Because we only really ever heard, you know, like Evelyn's like most inner personal thoughts. But I, w- I would have really liked like a Evelyn or a the C- other point of view. Yeah, because I'm sure like you know, cuz didn't like like Evelyn was like bisexual you know like she liked both you know men and women yeah I think Celia was you know just not like she didn't like men right sorry no I think that all I feel like Celia was probably envious of that yeah so I think that she 
um you know that's going to be a very like hard relationship for Celia to kind of like wrap her head around um and then for also Evelyn to wrap her head around you know um and so I'm sure like you know Celia probably like would not have wanted to marry him because like she does not like men (laughs) um so I feel like that in her like to me like that would be a sacrifice like if I don't like men but I am married to one and have to like pretend I'm married to him like that to me feels like a sacrifice personally she did that before but she did that on her own yeah because her and Evelyn had already broken up that first time and then she was married to John and then Harry was like oh I've been seeing Celia because you know I've been seeing John yeah well that's what I'm saying though but we don't know like what led to that like who knows what could have led to that you know what I'm trying to say like I mean he was her beard people were people in the gossip columns were probably like beautiful Celia never married like you know how like oh my gosh she's an old maid yeah I think that's something that like they are um that I also liked about the book a lot was kind of like showing like the treatment of how different the treatment of women is like especially like in the limelight yeah than men and that's um, what Evelyn was also trying to change with her movies. Yeah. That perspective. Yeah. And, like, that's something that a lot of people, like, judged Evelyn for. Hello. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Google Meets was telling us that we only have 10 minutes left. But <laughs> it's okay. It was just, like, out of nowhere. Kind of scary. Um, but forgot what I was gonna say oh that like the gossip and stuff like there's just so much gossip centered around Evelyn and it all it just always like makes me think like you know what if like just the way like the tabloids can be and how they are now it's like every single little move you make or I'm not I am not a celebrity but like every single move that like celebrities especially female celebrities make it's just always like oh Kim Kardashian part her hair to the left instead of to the right <laughs> like what is this mean? um and I feel like stuff still hasn't even changed you know like with how tabloids are and like gossip is and like yeah. how invested people can be in like someone's life mm, yeah like, you don't even know and even and especially now, like at least I feel like back then in their time, it was probably like a little bit more manageable because like not everybody had, you know, social media and like you really it would take like a while for the papers to get published. Um so yeah. I thought it was like pretty interesting kind of seeing like the evolution, but also like not really like women will always kind of be like scrutinized in the eyes of of Hollywood yeah I agree it was just a lot stacked against them I personally think Evelyn when she met Celia and they had crossed over into that boundary I feel like they handled it really well 
mm-hmm. I think she handled it really well. I think for her, that relationship matured her and like she genuinely loved Celia with like nothing to not with no like Celia being with Celia was a risk for her and like she took it anyway but she also you know she still had her career goals in sight which I think is very noble and like important as a woman like yeah you want to have like fun and have a full fulfilled life romantically but you still have to keep your goals and passions in mind and I don't feel like I feel like Celia had a hard time um with that in terms of Evelyn and also again I think she was envious of the fact that Evelyn was bisexual which Evelyn I think said so eloquently because you ever see those people who randomly Tony you know you know you may know who I'm talking about but like there's people who you know you've only seen them date guys and then they'll date a random girl and you're like what you were gay (laughs) (laughs) and then it's just like you know kind of a flip-flop but it was like what and I feel like that was what it was like for Evelyn it was like you know everyone if everyone had found out they would have been like what yeah like like when Max found out yeah I think that like is some like I don't really think Celia was like envious I think that's something you know obviously I can't really speak for like the whole community but there's like definitely like more of a stigma around like being like bisexual you know yeah um especially like within like the gay community um sometimes they can kind of like their experiences and like their you know preferences I guess um can kind of get like diminished like oh you're not like gay enough or that type of stuff so I think it was more of like there wasn't a lot of discourse about it at the time so I feel like Celia just like didn't really know how to express it you know how you know she's like well like I want to be with you like a thousand percent I don't want you because like I mean as you are in a relationship like you don't really want to in the back of your mind be like like I don't really want you to be looking at somebody and like you know want to be with them too like I feel like she wanted um Evelyn to be like a thousand percent like devoted to her at a time where Evelyn just was not going to be able to do that (laughs) hopelessly devoted to um i don't know like i still really do want like a celia because like i liked her but like i know she's definitely not a crowd favorite so i feel like we could benefit from some celia action maybe she should do another book but instead of evelyn's perspective it'd be in celia's yeah because we don't really know like what was going on yeah i guess so, we haven't talked about Miss Monique and her relevancy in a while. Oh my gosh. Oh, go to Harry. Oh, sweet and then Harry. Do that. Or let's, me- let's me- mention, okay, so let's see honorable mention husbands. So <laughs> there was Mick, third husband. I don't remember what he did. 
And then there was Rex, who they knew that they were just getting married just for show. Yeah. Until he marries someone else. And that brings us to our sweet, sweet, sweet Harry Cameron, who she marries, which was the perfect setup in life because th- things like that don't work out <laughs> the way they do if we're realistic. I don't know how much better that would have could have worked out for four people in life. And then... Yeah. Yeah, so Harry Cameron, the fifth husband, the father, the baby daddy, um, Celia's husband's husband, lover, common law. <laughs> I, that that housemaid knew all the tea. I'm surprised. That was some loyalty on the housemaid's part. Yeah. She, but she, she was getting told paid all good. the stories. She was getting paid good. <laughs> And then the father of Connor, which it was so beautiful to see Evelyn love her daughter. I was like, wow, that is, I was like, that's inspiring. Just to like, no matter what you've been, like just the way that she was able to just love her baby, no matter what all she had been through. I thought that was a beautiful, because I was kind of iffy. I was like, oh, should Evelyn be a mother? (laughs) Let's unpack your trauma before. The way she was talking to us, like the way she was moving, I was like, could should she have a child (laughs) who was green lighting this decision (laughs) but then when she actually had her baby it was a beautiful and just the way that they worked together and she was like this is the first time I ever felt like a wife and like she's the way she always had that like mothering about her I guess it came with age like she wanted to be the one to wash dishes and clean toilets and stuff when they moved I thought that was like very like sweet I don't know I just started to see more of Evelyn's humanity as she mm-hmm. got older oh for sure yeah so I loved then, Evelyn's growth oh, yeah Evelyn did definitely grow so then Harry loses John John has a random heart attack that was so sad um, I just want to advocate for heart health because it is so important. Mm-hmm. And literally, it starts now because, you know, heart attacks don't just happen as people like to think they do. Like, you need to, you know, get your arteries checked, watch your cholesterol. Those things are important. Take blood thinners if you have chest pain, all of that. Um,. So, yeah, so Harry is really sad when John dies and starts drinking crazy. But then Evelyn starts to see some light coming back into him because he starts dating something new. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) This is messy, but (laughs) so... That is so crazy. So Harry gets into a car accident. A really bad car accident. Terrible, terrible car accident. Tragic. Where he's driving with his new boo thing. Was he actually drunk? I can't remember. Yeah, he was smashed. Okay. Shwasted. So... 
Um, and again, Evelyn comes in and she's like, I'm not going to let this man go down like this. Like, if he survives, it's not how this story's going to be written. So in a heroic act, and the way that she describes how trauma actually happens is so true because when you're in the situation you are not crying and falling apart it's definitely the aftermath that gets you when you're replaying what just happened yeah trying to process and I was like I was like geez that was real because I've never thought of a time just like thinking about my own life I've never I I didn't cry when things happened right away and I, I didn't always think that was normal, but like hearing her say it on the page, I was like, okay, reassurance. <laughs> I'm not a robot. <laughs> but I was like, cause your brain just needs time. Your brain is in like literal shock trying to like, okay, yeah. you know, fight or flight. You don't have time to cry. That's not a emotion <laughs> that we're going in to bed. do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are we doing right now? So she literally does all of that, like, and thinks about cleaning off the fingerprints. Like, I was like, I don't even know. I was like, Evelyn is a real one for sure. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell I love Evelyn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she, I, I was just amazed at everything she did. And then, like, Getting that driver guy to be famous afterwards almost seems like what she's trying to do for Monique. And yeah, we can get into Monique. (laughs) Segway to Monique. (laughs) So it turns out that the man that was brutally killed In the car accident by Mr. Hare Cameron, cleaned up by Miss Evelyn Hugo herself, is quite literally Monique's fucking dad, y'all. Dun-dun-dun. The earth shook. People changed. The global climate literally went up 10 degrees. Like, it was... Crazy. It, it rocked my world. And what's crazier is that well, not to me, but I guess what makes it more surprising is that Monique always said such, you know, good things about, like, you know how her mom, um, her mother and her father's, like, marriage how it was, like, a very happy marriage. So when you, as a reader, learn this, you're like, wait, what the actual F? And then everything just starts to make a lot more sense after. Everyone's a beard yeah everyone's a beard (laughs) but that's that to me was like the biggest plot twist and celia and them and evelyn like and also what are the odds like what they just made they just made her dad sound like some just like lowly guy on the set yeah, well, he he could have been. Like, I didn't know he was doing enough to be noticed by Harry Cameron. Unless yeah. he was being an opportunist. But still. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, so... Snap, crackle, pop. Wow. I don't know how I don't... I about Evelyn telling her. Monique oh, is honestly better than me. Because, like, I would have literally never talked to Evelyn again in my life. Yeah. <laughs> 
especially like and then you as the author you kind of have to like like should I put that in there should I not put that in there like that's like literally like my mom and that like that is my childhood now the whole world is going to know about it and like what's that gonna do to her legacy like I don't know Monique's better than me is all I'm gonna say about that yeah she handled it a lot better than I would have <laughs> it took some real I don't know it was it was a mess I I I'm still like what yeah what was... there's still just so many like moving parts like like the month like and the way Evelyn did it like how do you because even like her mom it's like it's just so much like uh like almost like get away from me like I don't know mm-hmm. this this is why people don't trust people this <laughs> yeah this this is why like anyone who says they have trust issues I believe them because it just be stuff like this like geez yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like I I just uh I felt so bad. And I mean, and that's when I was, that's when I thought I was like, Evelyn was trying to set her up. Like she set up, um, what's her, what's his name for helping her make the scene. It was like, this is like the ultimate, like if I, this is going to be a career maker for, um, Monique. And I know she wouldn't turn, pass up the opportunity. So I feel like Evelyn is like, this is what I'm going to offer you. Yeah as you know it won't no it won't bring your dad back and i know it'll probably skew your opinion of him but this is i'm just gonna give you this and also i don't i i believe that like you 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 need to know who your people are no matter how bad it hurts or like whatever like you just need to just know who people are and then do with that information what you will yeah and obviously like who else was gonna tell Monique quite honestly because mm-hmm. like I don't know I think I think Evelyn being who she is and mm-hmm. so close to the situation I think it was arguably like the best person yeah to tell her And the way that Evelyn, like, established herself from the beginning, like, hey, I'm not a good person. Like, when she said that, I knew some stuff was going to go down. And when Monique was like, oh, not, not knowing I was going to hate her, like, two weeks later. Mm-hmm. But then the, the actual crazy-er part about that, so then the aftermath, you know, mm-hmm. Rightfully so, Monique is like a little pissed. And then Evelyn puts the cherry on top and gives her a damn letter. <laughs> um that I think was it was it from her dad or Yeah, it was from her dad to It was Harry. from her dad to Harry that basically like, you know, back at again the force the threesome trying to find a fourth and 
true, but instead, like, Harry was going to marry, or, wait, James, Monique's dad was going to marry Celia, and then Harry remarries Evelyn. And, like, wouldn't that have actually been so crazy if it happened? Like, Monique's dad would have been, like, the way she grew up would have changed the trajectory of her life completely like her dad would have been like some famous hotshot hollywood star obviously because yeah. of, like, hanging out with like the hollywood elite someone's husband yeah um but you know james has morals and he says no i don't want to leave you know my wife and my daughter and look where that freaking got him dead sorry i I I literally am like the opposite of y'all. Like I am like a Evelyn. It's not like I don't like Evelyn. It's just that sometimes I'm like, baby girl, why are we being so messy like now? And like this, in my opinion, I like I said, Monique is better than me because like imagine thinking your dad died in a drunk driving accident, but you literally find out that like one of Hollywood's elite covered up her murder, covered up his murder, because that is what it was. Maybe not murder, but like manslaughter, but also like you know they were driving drunk, or he was driving drunk. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know where I was kind of going with that, but I, I was also really upset about the daughter dying. Oh yeah, I know. Taylor. I I Miss Taylor Jenkins Reid really did her dirty, and to me, in my opinion, because again, like I said, I am an Evelyn hater first. I was like, you know what? That's kind of like maybe karma for trying to, because I feel like Evelyn was trying to, I guess, interfere with like the fate of the universe almost, and try to strategically make things happen um and then obviously death is just something that she cannot control you can't marry yourself out of death (laughs) you can't you can't really make a deal with the devil i mean you probably could but i think like that was just something that she was so unable to control um and so i kind of took it as like i guess karma for evelyn kind of instead of being there fully and not coming up with some scheme um you know she kind of was alone at the end but again i and i think that's just true evelyn fashion yeah the the story started and ended with evelyn like no no one's gonna be there to stand up against evelyn and be like actually that's not the way it happened yeah i mean people can but none of the people involved in the main story and I think that's what she liked. Like, no one told a story. No one got the story right before in the tabloids. And after this, like, this would be the final, like, this I is think what it was. Yeah, was her final, literally her final um, <laughs> control. Yeah. Of control. It's like, this is, this is exactly how it happened. Take it or leave it. All right. Peace out, Girl Scout. We were all gay. And Don Adler's an abuser. <laughs> and that was about that. Yeah, and that's my story. And I'm, I'm sticking dying. to it. And it's not going to be published until I'm dead because I don't want anyone to ask me any questions. 
I feel like I'd do the same thing. If I ever got famous enough to have a biography written about me, I'd want it um, post-humorous. Because I don't want to have to answer questions about stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to be like, did that really happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what happens at the end, y'all? She killed herself. It's not... Isn't that something fucking crazy? That in my opinion. I just thought it was... I don't know. I was like, we went through all this for... for I mean, I guess what that's... I guess the best way to go. <laughs> like, you tell your truth, you dip out because ain't nobody gonna be calling your phone. Nobody's gonna come looking for you. You kind of just did your last hurrah. Yup. I one thing I do like is that um Monique got to stand up for herself through Evelyn, like through her interaction with Evelyn. Oh, yeah, yeah their relationship was crazy. Mm-hmm. So that was a very like what she needed um interaction and just like even with her whole like weird marriage situation ship thing like you know I think she learned from Evelyn that you can have you don't have to settle like you can have multiple great loves no matter what people say about you you know you keep pushing forward and like no one really knows the whole story people just see what they see on the outside all the time and I think that's what I got from the book overall and just like I don't think Evelyn made it okay to know what she want and not saying that I'd ever like be her in that sense of like how she went about things but like she just made it okay to like know what you want and go after it and get it done at all costs yeah yeah and I think um just the growth you know I guess it's like a big thing of of theme I guess of the book um and even though like Monique was just so pissed with uh Evelyn like she's still like a part of her not a part of her but she was still like was just so like in awe and like had so much respect for Evelyn and she like at the end understood like that's what she just needed to do and you have to stand up for those that you love and try to protect everybody because ultimately like yeah it did kind of suck that her dad died (laughs) um but like Evelyn loved Harry you know maybe not in a conventional you know husband wife way but you know that love that she had for him and like she had to protect him and he needed help and she was there to help him and I think like uh, Monique seeing her stand up for just herself and then the others she loved really like taught her something very powerful yeah and like understanding that I don't have to be in any type of uncomfortable like she doesn't have to be in any type of uncomfortable position like you don't have to stay anywhere that you're not comfortable or you're not welcome for and nothing. you don't have to please people like you know, there were times where Evelyn was kind of 
pissing you know she wasn't pleasing everybody at all times she was definitely like standing up you know to a lot of people I feel like throughout the book um and uh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I think that um I don't know I really hope I really hope I, you know what, I was just kind of thinking here, just on my, on my personal situation, I'm like, you know what, I might need to, I need to take some points from Evelyn Hugo. Like, I, I feel like I definitely did. You know, I, I, um, and I wrote down this quote, which I think we can all relate to, but the truth is, praise is just like an addiction. The more you get it, the more of it you need just to stay even. Mm-hmm. that is true yeah and you know that really just that really just really made me think like I was like talking but then I looked down, down on my notes and I was like wait hold on like that you know that's so so powerful and that's why I feel like it's important to find your passion because then you won't need the opinions of other people Mm-hmm. especially true. if you find your passion and your purpose because it's like it won't matter because you're just do- you're literally doing what makes you happy when mm-hmm. you find out what that is and just commit to that yeah and whatever way you find whatever you know like if it takes you 10 years one year two months to find out what your passions are just standing up you know just standing up and defending not only yourself but also like what you're passionate about is something that we can all learn yeah girl yep oh i also wrote down another quote that i think ties into this you have to find a job that makes your heart feel big instead of one that makes it feel small i love that isn't that i think i don't even know who said all of these things because i just kind of wrote them down um but yeah make your heart feel big guys <laughs> i'm crying <laughs> this girl <laughs> go team evelyn <laughs> i i'm sorry i literally i just <sighs> honey's like Life. no Cecilia is misunderstood. She needs a chapter. <laughs> you know, I'm always going to be rooting for it. But I, okay, I will say this, though, that I do think that Miss Evelyn was not all that perfect because I do think she was very much worried about her image sometimes. You know what? Fuck your image. She wasn't really worried, like, you know, she stopped worrying about it. But, like, there were definitely times where, like, her image just kind of became more than her you know herself and then also like covering up the murder i'm sorry but like i'm gonna ride for monique's dad <laughs> like that literally broke my heart in like five thousand pieces yeah i think it would have been too much like yeah i'm being a hypocrite never mind yeah sorry. what do you mean like imagine i'm sorry but like you are not miss you are not god evelyn hugo okay I just think she just was like, I'm not going to let Harry go down like this. Because it's not like he was out, out. 
Well, you know what? Like I said, she is not God. That is not up for her to decide. <laughs> that is up. To... <laughs> but again, you know what? It's admirable, though. Like, stand up for those who that you love. Yeah. I thought that was her, like, her true, like, selfless act. Like, nah, I'm about to risk it all because my man can't go out like this. <laughs> that was for real. Like, that was, like, some hardcore, like, friendship. Like, she was like, nope. That- that's just how to get away with murder. That is a subplot of how to get away with murder. It's like the first scene, the first episode that I did not understand. I have to like, I have to watch that show with like headphones in a dark room with no phone or distractions because I've tried so many times to start watching that show. You don't need to do all that. I literally watched <laughs> an entire season of How to Get Away with Murder as I was writing a paper. And I got everything I needed. Too many flashbacks, Tony. I can't watch shows with flashbacks without watching, watching. Because <laughs> then you're lost. That's why I couldn't finish Cruel Summer. Because I tried to watch it when I was yeah. in summer classes. And normally I'm good at listening. Like, I can watch SVU because I just listen to what's happening. Because I know what all the characters look like. But with shows with flashbacks, I'd be like, what? Who? Yeah, no. How to get with how to get away? Like, I'll watch it one day. (laughs) It's really good though. I like it. I like it more than Scandal, personally. I really like Scandal. Was good until it wasn't. Yeah, I was last. I had to struggle through the last like two seasons of Scandal. Like after she got abducted, I was like, this ain't it. Scandal and hear me out. Scandal <laughs> fell off after the third season. Like, really? You think so? So soon? I because was- my problem with Scandal is that, like, I understand B613 is like a very big part of the show, but like, <laughs> at what point are we gonna stop? <laughs> and I'm on season seven, and we are still not stopping because B613, <laughs> fucking Olivia, is now command. <laughs> Like, this is what happens. Like, this is literally what happens. And then, like, so bis- so then you were to think that, like, the entire show, okay, fine, it's, it's going to be such a big deal. But then, like, other shit happens. Like, the whole thing with Melly's presidency. I'm like, who are these fucking people? <laughs> who are they? And, like, I thought B613 was who we should be worried about. And, like, oh, my God, we finally are just done with bad, evil people. And then, boom, I'm command. And it's fucking Olivia. I'm like, bitch, are you kidding me? <laughs> all right we digress sorry yeah. y'all please go watch Shonda Rhimes TV shows she has us and in we a chokehold will be sponsored by her as well we need I, I need to meet Shonda Rhimes like I have that woman has produced some of my favorite things on television if she ever does a, um, like a, a, have you read her book um, a book signing for a year of yes I need to. I need to read you that book. You should also read it. It's so, so good. So good. All right. Thanks, book talkers. We have a super long, juicy episode for you guys. I hope <laughs> you enjoy it. Um, Grab your cup and... of coffee. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> Please help get us to being... What, are we... what is it called? Mer- merchandised? I don't know. I'm not saying the right words right now. But sponsor, sponsorized, sponsor, sponsored. No, monetized, monetized. Oh. <laughs> 
please get us closer to being monetized. Like, listen, we only need 10 more listeners. Like, 11. Okay. Okay, we'll do 12. We only need 12 more fresh listeners to get there. Counting on y'all. Um, but stay posted, updated with the Instagram. Um, you know, new content coming for the summer, summer, summertime, summer reading. Would you guys like if we posted like a summer reading list? I Would have some books that I need to add because Emily Henry just put out a book. And let me tell y'all, if I love Emily Henry and her little romance books. Okay, okay. <gasps> Sorry. So there we go. So maybe we'll do like a little summer reading, like you know, t- type of reminiscent of school where you have the summer reading book and like, and then we'll all go discuss. to Six Flags. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> whoever reads the most books will take you to Six Flags. <laughs> Enter our giveaway. Yeah, you meet meet the book talkers in person, and maybe we'll meet in person. I know. <laughs> wow. I just want everybody to know that, like, I have not. I've seen. I've seen Shania recently ish like a month ago but yeah. i have not seen caitlin in the flash since i have not seen caitlin since like easily 2020. April yeah. of 2021 what the i've heck? not seen caitlin in the flash in, in april since 2020 has it really been that long caitlin yeah we graduated school last year and we stopped seeing each other like rha and stuff and, and did i we have, did we have any classes together senior year i don't think so Oh and my I gosh. Still, and I graduated in 2020 and I don't think did you live you did, did you live in <laughs> Owen? You lived in Owen, yeah. yeah. But did you live in Owen like your like the fall semester of 2020? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I guess like I was like on the fourth floor and my um room was like really close to the exit, so I just like never perused around the Owen halls. So I think like we went to Caitlin's one time. I feel like you've been to Caitlin's, Tony. Well, yeah, when I roomed with, like, Avery and Liz and Christina, and she was in our hallway. Mm. Oh, but oh then, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The you guys next year, yeah, but then, like, the next year, no. Like, oh I don't, gosh. I don't think I've seen you since, like, 2020. And if heck? I did see you that semester, it was probably, like, hey, bye. Just because, like, I was, <laughs> I was really, like, degree, degree, degree. <laughs> <laughs> So Tony was pushing deodorant in undergrad. I want y'all to know that. Wait, I was what? You were deodorant, pushing like deodorant, deodorant. Degree, degree, degree. I I really was. I you know what? That is just another topic for another day. I was really But she was focused and it paid off because now she's going to grad school for free. Up, for free. They're paying me. After they rejected me, but but for undergrad, for undergrad, not recently. <laughs> Um, that's another story to unpack. Maybe we'll read a book about people who don't live in the moment and then I can. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Hope you enjoyed this extra long episode. Love talking to you guys as always. Have a great one. Woohoo. Bye. Bye.